Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bingetown TV. This is Brian here with a fully stocked cabinet of co-hosts. We have Paul, producer Dave, and Kyle all with me here today. And today, we're going to be talking episode eight, the season one finale of Amazon Prime's hit show, Gen V. Of course, the boys spinoff. Today's episode is entitled Guardians of Godolkin. And before we dive into this season finale, I do want to remind you to go over to Bingetown TV, browse our catalog of all our backdated episodes. We just finished our coverage of The House of Usher on Netflix. Wheel of Time also on Amazon Prime was probably a month ago at this point. A couple anime shows, Jujutsu Kaisen, Attack on Titan. That is finally over, as I understand it, after five and a half years, however long they dragged that on. And oh, by the way, if you are not getting enough of the superhero stuff, Invincible is starting up and you better believe we're going to be covering that as well. Also on Amazon Prime. And then also, hey, if you want some more of the boys Gen V content, you should go back and listen to our season three coverage of the boys to get you geared up for season four. That's probably coming out shortly. Uh, But again, all of that can be found at bingetowntv.com so go over and stop on by but yes season finale of this inaugural season of gen v um i loved it there were a lot of jaw-dropping moments but i want to open the floor to you guys starting with mr kyle who is joining us for the first time in our season coverage yeah it's an honor to make my gen v debut i believe if you're a an og binge town the boys fan you might recognize me i feel like i was on season two a decent amount season one as well potentially i was initially not very jet and let's not say that i wasn't like falling out of my chair to watch gen v just because you know spinoff content was whatever what a ride i was blown away in the positive sense about everything the finale the only comment i have and that Jimmy, I know, shares this, and I'm curious to see if other people do as well. I was just shocked at how short it was. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I up, the more I'm thinking about it, I was like, hmm, like what else did I really want content-wise out of it? But I was just kind of shocked. Like, damn, it was literally like maybe 34 minutes of content, which felt crazy. But I thought all of the stuff that happens is fantastic. I'm getting chills right now just remembering the episode because it was <laughs> the, the references that we got in this episode, the characters that start to bleed in from our The Boys universe into here was just incredible. 
I agree, Kyle. I mean, I I think me and Luke and Alki, when we geared up the episode, we were just like, oh, I can't wait to watch like a full hour. Like, you know, this is the yeah. finale. They're going to give us that hour episode that we've been desperately craving. I pull it up 39 minutes and I'm just like, how are they going to make us the shortest episode? But you're absolutely right that looking back on it, I mean, there wasn't really much else that the, the finale needed. Yeah. Because I mean, it's, it's tight, just gonna—it's a tight thirty-eight or whatever. I and, don't think there was really like, wasted space. It was just like, okay, well, I think we used some have... more penis shots. <laughs> we kind of we kind of busted our load. No pun intended in I, the beginning of the season, but I think I would that, have yeah. I would have more complaints if this show if I knew if I knew this show hadn't just gone is is going to be the opening for season four basically you know like the cliffhanger I was honestly not for some reason I just wasn't expecting a cliffhanger I was expecting kind of everything to wrap up and then have that kind of translate into season four of the boys. So this was honestly a pleasant surprise for me. I, I think this was really incredible. And again, what a ride. Yeah, uh, I will share all my feelings as we cover the episode, but exactly the same thing. I loved it. What an incredible season. I mean, the implications going forward of what this could mean is crazy. Uh, and just the storytelling in general. I mean, I was honestly thrown a curve completely didn't see it coming we'll get to it in the end but i mean this show when you think of it you think of the action the crazy scenes and you forget how good the actual writing can be at sometimes so i this show's got it all man i love the boys i love gen v now so this is I wanna, great i want to call out our twitter too because i think it was jimmy or someone kyle maybe it was you but someone tweeted from our account saying is the boys the best cinematic universe that's out right now to me yes i don't think it's like really I mean, Game of Thrones, I guess, will be creeping into that territory, too, because we have House of the Dragon. But like as of right now, I think The Boys is number one cinematic universe. Yeah. I mean, it's such a small sample size. It's the more you put it out, the harder it is to be like for me. One season of its second show does not a universe make to me. I think we got to give it some time to breathe. Certainly not about to crown it the best cinematic universe out there. But I mean, hey, the quality of both of these shows is not up for debate. Um, I would agree with you guys. I think all four of us think it was very quick. And I think the nature of the episode was just so chaotic um, that that almost compounded how fast, you know, you blink and you miss the entire thing. But I also agree. Someone said this is really just blending into the boys. We get Ashley. We get Homelander. They're talking about the seven, like the lines between Gen V and the boys as individual series were very blurred in this episode. And I love it because Gen V is over and they're getting us excited for season four of the boys. I hope um, a lot of people start to pick up on Gen V because I feel like when I would casually bring up Gen V to just like our friends who love the boys, too. I think I mentioned this earlier in like one of the earlier podcast episodes. I just want to reiterate it here that I think a lot of people just weren't interested in watching Gen V. Like, I guess, Kyle, you can also kind of attest to that. Maybe if you didn't have the podcast, you wouldn't have been like itching to get right into it, you know, and a lot of our friends felt that same way. And I think it's a combo like it's kind of a like a general exhaustion, maybe of like, let's say obviously it creeps off of the whole MCU thing where it's like. I don't want to have to watch 13 TV shows and see 12 movies to like understand what's going on in things. And it's like, oh my God, like the boys, like, do I need a boys spinoff show? Like, was I ever begging or calling out for that type of deal? So like, that was like, I wasn't like completely like freaking out, like, you know, the day it premiered, like I want to watch, I want to watch, I want to watch. But I, 
it was fucking fantastic. So basically where I was going with that is just I hope that with this finale and like news of people like reacting to the finale and being like, oh my God, like season four of the boys is gonna be crazy. I just hope that encourages more people to actually want to watch the show because it really does I wonder if it will be like how necessary it will be for season four, you know, like if we get if you're someone who didn't watch the show start up season four, would it still translate easily? So that's something I'm curious to see um, how they do, but we can get right into it. I'm I'm enough talking from my ends. Sounds good to me. And I mean, we pick up right where we left off in episode seven, Shetty on the floor down for the count. And it's kind of the pals as we have dubbed them. Just being like, oh, my gosh, what the hell do we do now? And we, you know, definitively see Sam and Kate draw a line in the sand and say, hey, we are on this side. We're going to go save the people in the woods and do whatever we want to do. And then they kind of just run away and do that, leaving Emma, Marie and Jordan to be like, oh, my gosh, what are we supposed to do to help them to help everyone? This could really turn bad. Yeah, Look, and they can't call like cops or security either because then you know they'll actually take down Sam and Emma doesn't want that to happen. Brian, right off the bat, fine. I can see my theory last episode where Shetty wanted all this to happen. This was her whole plan all along. Yes, her I guess her cutting her own throat was not all part of her diabolical plan. <laughs> yeah. I, I swung and a miss on that one. Shetty's done and Kate's going off and it the way it just showed her hearing everybody's thoughts of everybody freaking out. Everybody has a million thoughts going through their own head. So she has like five million thoughts going through her head. It's, <laughs> they, do, they do a really good job of portraying it. Look, I'm not going to pick a side quite yet, but I'm just going to say that I totally understand because it makes it it feels like that, you know, obviously Kate and Sam's side is getting portrayed to be more so the villainous side. But I just want to say, I don't think they're necessarily in the wrong i mean with how long they've both of them have been manipulated tortured i completely understand why they feel the need to kill shetty here stop the plan obviously you know in a world that cohesion and unity exists is probably ideal but i just want to say i don't blame kate and sam for how they feel in this moment and getting other soups to rally behind them after seeing all of what godolkin had behind the behind the scenes this yeah is their a, feelings i would say aren't like invalid i think they've they've done maybe some of the actions us, yeah 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 i mean i made mean, the actions mm. you support but i feel like they've done enough to show us that these feelings are, are quite valid especially in sam's case i feel like i was one of my favorite story beats almost here is him like when i guess it's episode seven at the end of it when he like goes to the rally and is like yeah oh yeah like you know like soups like we are cool like all that kind of stuff but he like when he had like learns that quote unquote i love that and then how it translates into this where it's like he is like yeah fuck humans like they were fucking with mm -hmm. us like it, it all makes sense and i just i didn't expect it and i'm really really into it kate says you know hey maybe eventually you guys will realize that i'm being a hero and sam's like i want to be a hero too yeah. and yeah. so like I, I don't blame Sam, what you guys were saying. And it's more Kate. Like, Kate has been around society. She's been, like, I know she was locked up when she was a kid, had a horrible life, probably a horrible experience about getting manipulated and shit at Godolkin U. But, like, she got, she's got to know that, like, there's innocence out there. So I think it was kind of more the mental snap and breaking point, kind of like what Hubert 
kind of what um <laughs> just, just see him taking a nose dive off the bed behind you <laughs> yeah he's just doing his thing um but like even with luke golden boy like had he had a mental break and we kind of been seeing it a little bit it's kind of a trend and i don't know if it's all going towards that direction where we almost sh- should expect somebody with soups uh a soup power to like break down at one point going forward but um i think it was more kate just something snapped inside of her probably from all the pushing and everything and i guess with kate i mean with sam we don't really know how his family treated him but certainly he knew the humans in vault were evil but like kate's been getting that from her own family since she was very young so like she's seen humanity kind of through the lens of vault and through the lens of just being a little girl out in society and she has seen it both ways and decided that humanity is evil to soups and her kind either way so yeah i mean their motivations are not just but they make sense for sure and that's mm-hmm. what makes compelling villains just putting respect on Jordan's name, man. I mean, at one point, Kate's like, yeah, you can stop me, but do you think you can really stop him? Like points to Sam. And, you know, that's obviously respect to Sam because Sam's strong as shit. But I also think that also puts a lot on Jordan's name, who we know is already a badass. But, you know, they actually they thought about it for a second. They're like, can I take him? I might be able to take him. Yeah. All right, fine. No, 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 no. So I just again, I just love Jordan. Favorite character. Maybe. I don't know. There's so They're many. up there for me. <laughs> see, there are so many, though. There are so many. Way to walk back that statement. Favorite character. Maybe. <laughs> I love it. Uh, nobody second guesses himself like me. All right. I'm <laughs> one of the best. I love there. it. I didn't have buckets for this episode because I feel like it's all just like moving one direction the entire time. We're bopping around from characters. So the next scene that we have is actually Andre with his father in the hospital. And we get... Kind of a bombshell that gets lost in everything else that happens this episode. Uh, polarity and therefore Andre's powers kind of create these micro tears in the neural pathways in the brain every time that they get used. Um, and they essentially said, hey, we can't help your dad, but we can kind of slow it and mitigate the risk now that we know what's going on and we're kind of led to believe that andre is exhibiting some symptoms of this too you know i'm lightheaded but doesn't everybody get lightheaded (laughs) um so we don't really know 100 percent what's going on there but we also get to catch up with polarity and oh it turns out polarity is kind of a good good guy and a good dad yeah not gonna i don't know about he's he's self-aware at least i'm not ready to give him full forgiveness but yes kyle he is self-aware the admittance to him doing wrong is a good step forward to that path to redemption for us this was a great scene i I just again i just want to highlight andre's acting i just think um just a great character here i i flipped on polarity a little bit here but still gonna hold him in that asshole kind of light still because he could have yeah. done something he just could no, have done something. i think he would i think he would be okay with that too i think he would not really I'll fight like, that designation so much <laughs> yeah he doesn't give a shit and you could tell by the line where he's saying you know i did everything I, i'm sorry for everything i knew about it and played it along did whatever uh, they told me to do and i did it all to protect you um and then he's telling andre do whatever they tell you to do no one goes through life without regrets and that is just a horrible way to look at it because well if you're like just 
turning a blind eye to every immoral decision that comes to you. And you're like, ah, oh, yeah, I always had regrets. It's like one or two regrets, big regrets in your lifetime. It's not like five million that you can just piss out the window. Yeah. So I don't I know. Like That's what maybe context to that is he's saying it in the space of like protecting and providing for his family is why he doesn't care about the regrets. I feel like he's not supporting mm-hmm. like just doing whatever you want. I feel like that is like the reasoning. And if that is the reasoning, then it's okay to do these things. Like is what he's trying to impart on Andre. I thought it was interesting that Andre doesn't tell him about oh, the, 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 ins- like the fact that his powers are yeah. killing him. Cause it almost felt like he was like relinquishing almost the title of polarity. Like he was giving it to Andre the mantle. And I guess Andre, it's an emotional moment and it just felt interesting that he didn't I think bring it up. That went more into Andre. She doesn't want to tell his dad that he can't use his powers because he doesn't want to disappoint his dad. So he will a hundred percent disappoint his dad if he never uses his powers again and polarity, the Nate like the hero polarity just dies. Okay. I, I, well, I honestly I think that's how to take it, Paul, because in the, honestly when I was first watching it, I was kind of confused as well on why he would with hold that information from his dad but i guess it would get to the point where they would kind of understand that okay if it's happening to the father it's probably happening to andre and yeah if his dad ruins the the bequeathing yeah and his dad also was just giving him like the a-ok to like kind of do what you want to do here and And he did all that means if that means unleashing your powers then do it and i think that's and i agree with you paul i think that's why andre was like eh, maybe i shouldn't tell him until this is all done well, like his dad just got done saying, I did all of this for you so you could become polarity like, yeah. and carry on my name. So if Andre's like, oh, yeah, you did all that for no reason because we can't use our powers because it's going to kill us, like that would disappoint his dad. <laughs> A little regret. A little regret. Mm, that's interesting because I read this scene like, oh, the doctor probably already broke the news to polarity. So he's in the know. Otherwise, Andre, like, he still has his wits about him and is awake. The doctor wouldn't just tell his child beforehand. Polarity is probably giving this emotional speech because he's like, ah, uh, my brain's all messed okay. up now. Like, interesting. I don't have much time left, but okay, he should so he's keep carrying the baton. Well, this is why we talk it out because it could yeah, be the other yeah. way. Well, it's also, <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I'm right. Yeah. That interpretation <laughs> is also like, like, this will be you one day, but like, don't worry well, about that. Like, don't live with co- regrets. Go provide for your family. Well, okay, I'm I'm reading everything different because I think the point of the conversation with the doctor was essentially to say it's too late for him, but we can slow the progression in you so that you can be polarity because mm. that was not a throwaway line that he said we can slow it or mitigate the risk. Okay, I, I thought like, the last thing he said was no using powers, right? Well, in the meantime, but when i just watched that it was in the context of for your dad in the meantime no using his powers like interesting okay yeah i just Um, i definitely didn't take it that way but i don't think you're necessarily wrong i guess it'll be interesting to find out let us know who you think's right in our discord dude (laughs) (laughs) we're all wrong (laughs) uh we're all winners all right we get a girl hell yeah Oh, Ashley. What a segue. We do flash to Ashley in all her glory with the Vought leadership team who are doing some damage control at God Use campus. You know, let's just grab this thing by the scruff of the neck. Um, and she essentially says, okay, we've got some horrible PR with everything going on at God Use, so we need a distraction. How about we elevate someone immediately into the seven? 
okay, I'm in. They're going over some resumes. And the first one that pops up is Andre's. And she's essentially like, okay, this kid's an idiot. I mean, surprisingly good IQ. Who the hell's like in this kid's corner? Why is he at the top of my list? GPA trash. And he like a (laughs) 3.3. That's not bad (laughs) at all. Especially for how like we've seen him in his level of engagement, let's say in school. They they legitimately say fucking terrible for his (laughs) first GPA, a 3.3. Oh my God. I was like, damn. I would be so booted out of Godolkin U. Also, I guess, <laughs> to become talking, the seven. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Talking about how his skin color comes off the screen. Oh and my And Ashley's like, well, "We'll get somebody to stop the racist." God, you fucking racist, or yeah. something like that. Whatever it was, but it's yeah. just so ridiculous conversations they have. The one comment was like, they're looking at his resume, and it was British accent. <laughs> it was just special so skills. Yeah, yeah special <laughs> skills. But I want to say really goes. quickly that I feel like for Ashley, I feel like her character design just gets more, maybe not fancy is the right word, but she just looks more powerful. like a person. Yeah, she just looks more powerful. Like, I mean, if you look at from what the, like, the outfits and makeup, I feel like that she was wearing in season one and you kind of like slowly progress through all the seasons and get to this point, like, she looked incredible here. I like not to say that she ever looked bad, but yeah, just the confidence, like the makeup and the outfits were just like oozing power to me. And it just feels like she's really embracing her role as Vought's, you know, head person. CEO. That's what I was, I was going to say CEO, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. It goes along (laughs) with kind of her character arc because Mm -hmm. beginning of season three, she was having like a nervous breakdown because Homelander was starting to get, assume more control. But then there's that one-on-one scene with Starlight where she essentially flips a switch and it's like, next time you want to talk to me, Starlight, make a, make a fucking meeting. Yes. And I feel like ever since then, yes, absolutely. So thank, thank you for pointing that out. I think that's. The wardrobe doing a good job of showing her character. Sorry, I cut you off, Paul. No, I was just going to say, not even the wardrobe, probably just her acting and the way she can. And her acting, too. Absolutely. And sure. Body language and everything to go along with it. I loved it. They were just like, she's just all business now. It's fucking great. Mm-hmm. All right. So, quick scene with Ashley, and she ends it by saying, Where the hell is Shetty? Everything's going to shit. And we flash to the woods where Sam and Kate are showing up to free some of their fellow prisoners, students, whatever you want to call them. Um, yeah. I mean, they take care of the guards. I mean, Sam is strong, strong. He just yeah. like punches right through the face shield. Um, and Kate is scary. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. She gives I, some crazy demands or requests or no, they're not requests. Compulsion. They're just, just yeah, I yeah. can't fucking imagine. Like, obviously you wouldn't have a choice type of deal here, but even like her thinking them up is, is fucked up. He's twisted. twisted. She's had years yeah. to think of these kinds of things though. Like if she really wanted to fuck someone's day, I'm sure she's like, oh, I want to make that person eat their hands off. You know, <laughs> like that's just an yeah. insane thing to tell my, someone to do. My favorite one though, was when she tells the one security guard, to seduce the other one and is like you're gonna get on your knees i'm gonna put this flashlight right down your throat before i put it like something like that and then like where does she have the time like she's like rushing around trying to like hide and be secret and get a mission done but she's like giving them 17 different tasks 
I also I love how infamous Sam is in the woods. Like Kate shows up, the guy's like, ah, Kate, been a while. And she's like, hey, Greg, it's Bob. And then he sees Sam's face and it's just, oh my God. Like he just, he just knew right away that he was going to fucking die. And (laughs) it was so I liked how his little, his room was like way lived in compared to everyone else. Like everyone else just had like their little foam topper or like their little mattress. And, but he had like posters and special treatments. He had a bean bag. Yeah. Like there forever. Yeah. It was just a good, I think like, yeah, just way to show that part of, of his story. I'm just, one thing for me, I thought like the whole crux of this episode from this point on was going to be like the virus. And now it's kind of, it's just more of like a sleeping giant, I guess, that we know about. And we're like, okay, this is like an undercurrent happening. But that's sure. a season four of the boys yeah. seed being planted for sure. Um, but yeah, the important things that happen here, you know, we release all the other prisoners. So now she's kind of got her little army with her to do her bidding. Uh, we also have Kate and Sam stumble across the dead body of our boy, Andy. Mm-hmm. Who likes chicken poppers? Yeah, oh, boy, yes, he, yeah. <laughs> yes, he used he to. He used to enjoy yeah. chicken poppers. Great um, but now they know what the infection looks like, and that would freaking gas the boys up. It's like, yo, see what they're doing to our homies. We got to take <laughs> care of ourselves. Um, but I think this was one of the coolest motifs, whatever you want to call it, is Golden Boy Luke appearing as kind of the the good angel, bad angel on his shoulders, but Luke or his memory of Luke is the good angel the entire time, just giving him nothing but love and being like, Hey man, do you really think this is the right thing? I know you want to do the right thing, but you're kind of just going for the, the easiest solution that Kate has given you. Um, I love golden boy actually Mm, gone too soon. I was really glad he came back. Gone too soon. Honestly, it sucks that he's dead because exactly what you guys are saying. He's great. His powers are great. Um, at least we get these little bits of him, um, about the virus. Do you think because these other people in the woods were also thrown in the same room with Andy? We saw that episode seven. Do you think they contracted this at all? I we we we're on the theory that it was only still through fluids, but they were in the same room with him and he was coughing up a crazy lung and then they were released into the public. So I don't know if that's going to be a thing, especially because Marie Mm. used her blood for everything. But I, I don't know if that's going to be the thing going forward or Newman with it. Homie was looking a little sickly and he was drenched in sweat, yeah. dude. Yeah. I was thinking the entire time, is this is this guy something, something? See, I, I like I like where your head's at with the idea that Marie was just also using her powers all willy nilly at the end here, especially if one of them was infected. And like and then she's starting to use her powers to touch soups with the blood that's been corrupted. I it's not a Paul, you know me. I'll support you, baby. I'll support <laughs> All right, you. Well, speaking of supporting my theories, fine, Brian. You got me again. Marie's sister's not in the woods. I think uh, they all get released. It was a long shot, but uh yeah. Unless no. she was one of the ones that died real quick. <laughs> I feel like there I mean, was there was know. a lot of steam for that one. I feel like I feel like it wasn't like completely out of the, the question that she could have been at the woods. <laughs> There's still some steam in the Annabeth uh, has compound V, I would say, whenever we do get to that storyline again. Well, yeah, it would seem odd almost that they only gave it to Marie. Yeah. Maybe it's an age thing, but my only other comment here would be I love I love Nightcrawler in the X-Men. And of course, we get a Nightcrawler character here that's also in the woods who can teleport. I just teleporting is my favorite ability. So it was cool seeing that. And 
it's like funny it's like ironic and funny like satirical that they're just kind of like completely ripping off the x-men but like at the same time i feel like it's already just i I don't really care if this is like rehashed if whatever you want to call it like this is still just they're still making it like you a unique twist for the boys you know so I, i i just love that character uh speaking of characters that i hate i know that's what not what you were talking about <laughs> fucking Ru- his name is rufus right rufus. he's making that stupid tiktok and i love the outtakes because you never <laughs> see the outtakes um but yeah that was the the first attack on uh non-soup just are you a human <laughs> or i'm sorry are you a soup uh no i'm professor just face melted like yeah. jesus oh christ was not wrong expecting place, that wrong time, well, that's man. what i was curious about like him the sweating part because i feel like his power was based on heat I, I was just curious i didn't go back to check like to clock all the faces that were in the room like the incubation room i guess for lack of a better term and the yeah. squad of people that were out i couldn't tell if any of those people were the same characters because I, because I, I, I mean, I probably should have. Because I was like thinking the whole episode, like, okay, like the virus will be the climax. The virus will be the climax. The virus will be the mm-hmm. climax. Obviously, it wasn't, but I think that would be interesting to go back and check. But yeah, that was bad. I mean, see, badass, but like, that's fucking insane that he just fucking palmed her face and just melted it, and I was like, okay, not quick death. That was a no. slow, oh, painful one. No, oh my god. And I mean, at this point, all hell just kind of starts to break loose. The floodgates are open. There's like a dozen of these students just causing a menace all over campus. Um, yeah, they have some great powers to fuck shit up. Like it wasn't like one of them has like a huge penis. Yeah. Yeah. Laser vision. This guy's teleporting. Yeah. yeah. Like, what a fucking absolute chaos merchants. Hmm. We see this dude, Counselor Jeff. Was that his name? Yeah, I, I he's, like he's social. Seen. Yeah, he's the social media advisor from whatever episode yeah. two or three. Like, yeah, he's a boss. Him. To be honest, yeah. dude, he oh was a boss. Yeah, he was. He, no, he lived. So fucking he lived. funny. He no, he indeed not did not live. Um, <laughs> that blown off. Yeah. Oh, duh. So, duh, yeah. I mean, oh yeah. Immediately, just on, on social media. On-screen presence, incredible. Actually, that's hysterical social media, Jeff, and he dies on social media. Didn't put that together, Kyle. That mm-hmm. is a great point. But he's like, hey, no crutches. Like, hot Jeff yeah. Summer coming at you. <laughs> I was cracking the fuck up. He was awesome. Um, And he also was strapped with the anti-soup. So he had the hot sonic whistle, whatever you want to call that, um, to incapta- incapacitate them. And then put the little chip in the mouth to explode. Also gets on the phone, says, my cover's blown. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we think that, that was? We think that's just like vault people infiltrating um, Godolkin, like with spies, just to make sure that they know everything. Or do you think this was potentially a third party trying to get in on it? I feel like his head set thing was connected to like vault stuff, like Ashley stuff. It's the way I took it. Yeah, I think but my I think first would... impression would be Ashley, but I mean, he's a, not a soup. So, I mean, like, yeah. what hypothetically, he could, I guess, be undercover agent for the boys somehow, but like, that that would be a total stress for me. I'm just, like I would, I just assume or something. Yeah, like, that's what I was kind of thinking, but I, I think that's too much of a stretch. I'm kind of right now just I okay with it just being Vought, but I'm not too sure. It's part of an elite strike unit. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's why he was all bandaged up. That's why he was all bandaged up because he got hurt on a mission. (laughs) The composure, honestly, from this guy was pretty impressive, to be honest, to just like kind of identify the situation and just immediately know what to do. I was very impressed. I mean, up until his death, obviously, yeah, but of course, he plays as this social media quirky guy, but in reality, elite strike force. They call them meth heads when like escaped kids from the woods. And Jeff says, I think our rehab might be unlocked. So maybe that's just confirmation mm. that it is, you know, Vaught or whatever. He's just a Woods employee. Um, but uh, let's do the live stream. What a horrible, like, fucking thing to hear. Because the whole time you're conscious, you just have to do whatever she says. And the whole time he's probably thinking, what the fuck she going to do to me? What yeah. the fuck she going to do to me? I Actually, mean, got off easy. Yeah, not as bad as some others. I agree. I mean pressing the button to kill yourself i mean yeah it was quick but the build up to that that has got to be oh, mentally yeah, I mean, exhausted sure, your heart's fucking racing but you're not like <laughs> smashing your dick with a baseball bat every hour on the hour like Rude. i feel like that would be worse almost although i guess you're still alive wonder if he's still doing that hmm. <laughs> anyway counselor jeff gets his head popped and ashley is able to see it from her spot in the c-suite as i've referred to it in my notes and she's like oh my gosh where the hell is shetty who of course is dead um anyway we get a great flash to director bork he was actually just lauding the performance of this this dude and says that is talent only me only i get to clap only me uh <laughs> bork is amazing and i'm glad he made it out of this scene alive i would have been very upset yeah i was just expecting it to happen just the rampage of going on, but who else but Emma coming to the rescue to prevent Sam from doing another murder in his life. Yeah, I felt interesting that Sam, I guess, in this scene, he did show like a level of restraint. I feel like the guards, he just one hit KOs everyone. Mm-hmm. But Bork, he just kind of grabbed his throat and was slowly doing it, I guess you could say. <laughs> it could be plot armor. I don't really mind. I just I thought it was interesting because well, I also like his little quirky character. This was before Kate turned off his emotions, so you know he still had that level of restraint yeah. to him. And yeah. you know, Sam's, this Sam's like, not a bad this guy. is like a random person. He's like one hit KOing all of the guards, which I obviously in his head is yeah. a different thing for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, but, I don't think anybody's going to get lucky anymore now that his emotions are off. But we're going to yeah. get to that scene. Um, sappy stuff with Emma. This is like Emma's last ditch effort one on one with Sam to just be like, hey, man, you're hurting people. This isn't you. Um, And he just kind of lashes out and says, this is OK, because I had a fucked up childhood. And it's like, I, eh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Starts talking shit on her, bro. Dude, oh, get yeah, off. Yeah get off my girl emma man like he's saying you're not a hero you just want other people to like you um yeah. which also inexplicably made her feel small or made her be small not feel small so my hypothesis was that maybe it's just the emotions behind the act of purging that actually make her shrink no because then she eats i thought it was just liquid gets this, big too i thought it was just the fact that she was crying like she's losing Dude, fluids. That makes so much more sense. And I'm just but it's stupid, also like probably. she's then, never cried before. Yeah, but that's also and then I was thinking like, <laughs> okay, and then if we're talking like blood too, like she's definitely bled before and probably just I, I I don't know. I don't know, but I'm just gonna I thought I took it as like the tears were another way for her to lo- use her powers. 
I was thinking maybe it was linked to her emotions, but I kind of expect them to go into that and have a good explanation that we can't really see on the surface level. And I'm I'm very excited because that was that was a horrible aspect of her power was that she had to purge every time yeah. she wanted to get small. And if we could get rid of that, then I, she's super strong when she's big. If she can figure out a way to control it both ways, Emma's going to be a, a powerful soup, in my opinion. Um, anything uh, else on that scene? Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I wasn't too crazy about like Sam kind of. I know that he's supposed to be choosing his side, but I just feel like. He was a little honestly too harsh, like his turnaround to like being quickly just like pro soup immediately to like to the point that he was willing to just say all these terrible things about Emma felt a little like a stretch. It didn't feel like too. I know it wasn't. I don't really know how to describe it. It just felt like a little bit of a reach for me in this moment. For me, they could only commit so much on screen time to doctor shoving needles in his spine <laughs> while he's strapped down yeah. to a table. So you got to assume he's been there for 16 years and that has been his life. That's going to make you very cynical. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, a very, they're very, let's say open about his mental struggles. Yeah. So I, I thought this was just hard to watch. And oh, Kate no, is that also was pl- him as a tool too. So yeah. there are influences. Oh, I guess that was part of it too, is that it just, you know, it was just painful to watch happen. Also, I just yeah. hated seeing it. All right. So moving on, we have a very quick scene where Kate essentially calls Andre and just says, Oh, Andre, we can still make it work. And Andre's like, Oh, I'm pissed at you, but he does go back to God, you. And essentially that's, Scene is just getting Andre back on campus to join the fray. Um, so yeah, now we have this scene where Sam is meeting up with Kate, and it is kind of his last one-on-one conversation where he has that good angel of the memory of Luke kind of being the good soldier, fighting the good fight, saying, Luke, or I'm sorry, rather, Sam, dude, I love you. This is not the right thing. This is your moment right here. Just walk away and say no, and you can still walk away from this kind of with your head held high. Um, And it's actually Luke saying, I love you. That doesn't in because Sam's like, but wait, you said you were me and I hate myself, man. Yeah. I was like, mm. fuck. Yeah. It was wild. Like, mm, wild. I, I mean, storytelling wise. Hell yeah. This scene but, was like, hard was like, as oh. shit. I, th- I loved this scene, to be honest, the way he just looks Kate in the eyes, like just make it go all away. And she just touches him and is like, you feel nothing. I thought that was kind of badass as shit, to be honest, as much as like I'm not maybe pro this side. It was still so badass. I thought it was really cool. I mean, that's just a glitch. Him. I'm, oh, yeah. No he's thoughts and emotion. <laughs> well, I guess not necessarily no thoughts, but no emotions tied to anything that he's doing. I mean, he clearly seems to be. So in the my, show, at least, like the strongest physical character. My first immediate thoughts were, how long is this going to last? You know, if Kate were to die, would he still, you know, be under this quote unquote spell or would that power no longer exist? That's just kind of one thing, because if they're going to stop Sam, I feel like you're going to have to stop Kate first, unfortunately, is how my mind's kind of working it. So I think they're going to have to like either kill or yeah, subdue Kate. And then Sam will what? finally maybe have that like realization of like Luke coming back, talking to him. I don't think they would run the risk of killing Kate if they couldn't guarantee that that would reverse. No, Sam's you're right. Thing. You're so right. I feel like they would have to convince Kate to release him mm-hmm. and then take care of Kate. Um, yeah. But that was just something I, I was wondering is how they're going to get Sam back to his normal self. Glitch if her command stuck after she died. Yeah. That oh, would be wow. so broken. Oh. Or like 
I, mm. I wonder yet yeah, if they have like a an expiration almost. I mean, maybe not. I mean, her brother obviously. Like, what if she died and then her, gone, all of her brother, just, all of a sudden, her brother just pops up? Shows like, up. Yeah, I've been wandering the be earth crazy. for fucking twenty years now. <laughs> so we still don't. Wild. Do we still? Or do we have any idea what we think Sam's powers are that are so strong that um, all these people are going about it? That I mean, they constantly reference the needle in the back, injecting it into Luke to try to make him stronger. Do we think there's just something like Sam can just amplify other soups and their powers or something like that? He's a black noir region. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of where my head's been at, because ever since I've made that comment about Sam kind of feeling a little like Black Noir in the sense that, like, yeah. you know, they are both emotionally damaged. They kind of stick to these like childish thoughts. I'm kind of I was kind of thinking along those lines. I just think he's, yeah, just super, super durable. And especially now that he has Luke's genes, who also seem to be like extremely durable, that he's just one of the harder people to just kill in general. Like maybe he just has super strength, but it's just way harder to actually like hurt him i'm still thinking there's a mental aspect that they really haven't gotten too deep into but for sure just his physical abilities are off the chart even by the standards of mm-hmm. other soups around him so yep. sam's one to watch as they say yep um oh okay here's a question that my roommate actually brought up were you guys disappointed that kate could not put together that Sam was visualizing Luke in that scene because she has she has the ability to read people's mind. Oh. And Sam yeah. was having like a full conversation with Luke and I she was, was thinking, like what's going on? I swear to god I was thinking the same exact thing. But go ahead Paul. My only retort to that and I would have to go back to double check but in the beginning of this episode when they're they show Kate freaking out to everybody's thoughts, they never showed uh, sam's showed sam's and mm-hmm. i think they made it a point where she kind of looked at sam and sam was just kind of like standing there and she didn't hear any yeah. thoughts at that time so there's the chance that for whatever reason she can't break through and listen to sam thoughts or sam is just constantly gum gum octopus and yeah. he's just he's no <laughs> thoughts going through his head whatsoever he is she doesn't hear any thoughts because there's nothing going on out there yeah, it might go into the fact that he's just, again, just so strong that we've been told that even Kate's powers can't even reach her. That would be the only counter argument I had. But I was yeah. thinking the same thing. Like, I was waiting for Kate to honestly kind of turn and be like, like, Luke, what are you doing here? And kind of have those memories blend a little bit. But I, I truly just I'm with you, Paul. I think it's just Sam's just super strong. Yep, dude. that's go ahead. I was just going to move a little bit forward to when Marie hits the panic button. And all the doors go down. Um, the panic button, Shetty's room, locks everybody in their dorm. And fucking, what's her name? And Justine. Harper, Justine and Harper were <laughs> just pure comedic relief. Unbelievably funny for the five seconds that they were on screen. They're freaking out live streaming the incident. And then when the Wi-Fi goes out and they really freak out and they're like, how is anybody going to know if we die? <laughs> I, I was just, I loved every second of it. Yeah, they were funny. But it makes sense that they would have these alarms all throughout the campus, especially if it's run by non-soup people. So this is we like... actually we got a glimpse of it when Andre stormed into Rufus's room. I'm sorry, vice versa. Andre was already in Rufus's room and Rufus came in and Andre like used his powers to like slam the blast sword shield. Mm-hmm. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. 
blast shields is what I was thinking of because of Star Wars. And then I used blast doors (laughs) or whatever. Um, So, yeah, it was honestly really good glimpse early on and made a lot of sense here. So really good job by then. Then we get the counterattack from the soups who they're using the alarms. And then we get Banshee out here just hitting everyone else back with the noise that they were hearing, basically. Yeah, the Uno reverse card gets played. So the <laughs> yeah. Sonic whistle is out of commission, but I guess the blast doors are still down. Um, and at this point in time, like Ashley gets a breather, like, oh, okay, the Sonic whistles out and then it stops and she freaks out again. Bork joins the rest of the leadership team armed with this blackmail of what they did at the pediatric cancer. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> and Ashley's like, okay, let him in, let him in, let him in. <laughs> Shut the hell up. Uh, just another classic one liner. Love they brought that back, man. You thought it was just a funny scene of them banging in the stall. Nope, it's a plot point. Yep. Um, And at this point, Ashley's getting desperate. So she essentially says, start calling some of these students from the resume and offer them a spot in the seven if they kill some of these rogue soups. So she gets on the horn with Marie and essentially says, dude, if you kill these rogue soups, you're in the seven. I can even get you a meeting with your sister. Like. Don't mess around. I can make things happen for you, Marie. Mm-hmm. That's Kill power. That is power. <laughs> power is power. I feel like so much shit. I mean, this whole episode was fast, but like this part specifically, we just get like cut of this scene, cut of this scene, cut of this scene, just pure mayhem going around. Um, and I know it's hard to do, but something with the continuity of it, like with marie and jordan and emma like their plan and then it feels like it takes forever for marie just to get to the panic button and so many people die from then i know it's hard to show and you know everything's not exactly lined up linearly in like what they show us but i don't know that was just one thing that i was constantly thinking about like marie is a soup and she knows this campus well how is she not hitting this panic button sooner and just them following them to the woods they're like yeah we're gonna stop them and then they show up like 15 minutes too late but (laughs) um other than that that was my only like big complaint kate's eyes are just extremely bloodshot and i feel like it's still to me not clear whether it was actually the medication or it's her powers like i just i i get that at first we were led to believe it was her powers then we kind of get the reveal that shetty's been medicating her all this time and we're kind of led to believe that it was the medication that was limiting her but she is definitely not in good shape here like she is like arched over the like this sign like looking like she's going to throw up eyes are bloodier than we've ever seen them so far i just don't know i really am curious to know what you guys if you guys are taking it as her power still or if it's just still the medication wearing off i I don't know i think that the more she pushes the more bloodshot her eyes get but i totally agree i have no idea what to think about what the medication does versus compared to at least like the seizures and everything that it causes her to do because that was a thought i had i was like dude we just watched her push like eight different people and she's fine last time we saw her like push four and she had a headache so i think the medication had something to play to what extent fully i'm not exactly sure i mean if she's to believe the medication put a limit on her it was basically a limiter like andre says to her and i don't know if i'm skipping too far ahead there but he's like how are you pushing this hard yeah she was like the medication shetty gave me like it wasn't helping me it was actually limiting me okay so and you're saying that now that she's like fully unleashed now the side effects of her actual powers are like more devastating like the the pills were only all the voices yeah yeah, and like she's stronger in the sense that she can handle more 
of the pushing stuff is what at least I kind of gleaned out of all of the scenes. Shetty's motivation for giving her the pills could have been to keep control over her, but a side effect could have also been limiting her powers, therefore for keeping her more safe. I'm yeah. just I'm also now kind of thinking about polarity too now. Just if just if anyone is maybe like if someone is injected with compound V, this is just just the, like they just have issues with their brain. Like I don't really know what the science yeah. behind it would be yeah. all, but could be all soups have like devastating side effects and some of them don't even live long enough to see them or whatever. Yeah. Although I will, I, I thought it was kind of weird or interesting, whatever you want to say. They've introduced two soups now in polarity and Kate that their powers like has a detrimental effect to them. Like temp V in the long term. Well, yeah. temp V, but yeah, that's not, it's not exactly the same, but it's the it's idea it's kind of, of, yeah. you know, yeah, you are killing yourself. Yeah, it's not perfect. Uh, I guess I'm just saying this is an element to the traditional compound V that we never saw established in the boys. And now they're giving us like two characters where it's like, oh, these two super powerful ones are affecting their long term health. I don't know. Yeah. I thought mm -hmm. it was unique to Gen V, not the boys. But I guess like, they technically have like, quote unquote, brain powers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that could be also. Yeah, it. I, I've also thing I can really think of. Yeah, I've been also kind of thinking the same thing that they're both also just very strong with their yeah their mind brain powers. So that just might be it. Could be because yeah, I guess else no, you're right. Like no, a, no, no, like a, like a psychic. Hypnotic. No, you're kind of right. No, no, because I'm thinking of A Train. Like A Train has issues with his heart, but that's like a direct correlation to the fact that like I guess he is like pumping like mm -hmm. blood and shit Sprinting. all the time yeah just going so fast that like, it's probably just these are all mm. probably just natural also side effects too like that also uh, yeah. homelander would go blind eventually just from using <laughs> all the lasers in his homelander eyes, like, feels like a complete like perfect being for soups yeah <laughs> his, yeah, his one side effect is that he just loves breast milk yeah, <laughs> that's, 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 that's his negative side that's effect. the negative yeah. yeah yeah i guess beyond like the sociopathy and everything else yeah, but, yeah. His ultimate villain is just a big titty. <laughs> <laughs> just mesmerized. And I will like, watch yeah. that episode. You look oh, lonely. I can fix that. All right. Is this the best uh, best oh. scene of the episode? I was so yeah. hyped, man. I was so fucking hyped. I mean, are you counting just this whole entire scene as a one singular scene? I mean, we have the helicopter come down. Everybody's just converging. Andre saves the helicopter from crashing. We have Andre and Marie kind of decide, hey, Guardians of Godolkin forever and chase after Kate together. And that's where we have Maverick entering. Yeah. The world. And I just love how when she compels someone, they're always just like, oh, you got it. Like, so Hell yeah, happy yeah. to just help. <laughs> um, and we also got confirmation earlier that uh, Maverick is 100% translucent son, yeah. which mm -hmm. is cool because they awesome. were saying they might want him to take over the seven. Um, but I, I mean, this is kind of, marie's first real test out in the field okay the training wheels are off you got maverick going at her and she has to learn how to use her powers so she levels up like twice in this episode but the first of which is just taking a page out of the newman playbook and sensing your opponent so now that she can just sense where someone is around her she's she's a beast dude the way she visualized and just saw the heart floating there and then it went to all of the veins and the and the blood oh my god it was so cool it was great i loved it i thought she was going to cut her hand and just spray blood and then just like cover him that way but mm -hmm. this was way cooler because the visual was awesome 
And I love that he's just naked all the time. Like we know that because he's like invisible and the only way to be invisible is not to have clothes on. Like we see his hat and glasses, obviously, but like just when he comes back to like the real world and stops being invisible and he's just naked, it's like, oh, he's a little like, huh, forgot about that. His dick is just raw dog in the world at all times. Oh, yeah. In (laughs) the wind. That would be a little uncomfortable, too. Yeah, exactly. Like anything like that, I would feel I guess you get used to it. Marie's power is also just so broken that I think she just like looks at someone kind of just like makes like a clenching motion and it's just to imply that yeah. she's like I guess like suffocating the heart to the point that these soups just pass out like she just oh, took yeah. down three soups yeah. just by going like this and just we're definitely getting a moment where Marie is just like I feel like controlling like multiple yeah. people at once I can't wait for that yeah. and yeah, being able to weird. impact someone's cardiovascular system remotely is just yeah. that's just unfair and if Newman has the same power that is just crazy and explains why Homelander is like a slight threat. And just to add on to that, they've been really with this show. I feel like the main one of the big points is if you give Gen V to the kid of a soup, it's most likely going to have the same powers. That being yes. said, I think Newman, when she gave her kids temp V, her, ki- her daughter is going to have the same powers. And that's why she was like, oh, my my daughter's going to be so excited when I tell her that I met the guardian of Godolkin yep. because she has the same powers. Dude, What that's if that daughter dad. was annabeth that'd be fucking crazy <laughs> no just she adopted her somehow yeah. <laughs> well, well, no, her, the no parents sense. that she killed were not her real parents it was all set up i thought that's what it was is that you officially paul abandoning your hope that newman's daughter gets a terrible power yeah yeah i was hoping that her power was gonna be yeah be like she turns Dumb. into a puddle of mud or something like that but <laughs> Just uh, mock rolling around. Yeah. girl. <laughs> I, I think uh, that's out the window. So many theories destroyed. Like that. that wouldn't even be like a terrible power. No, I mean, realistically, there's no... I mean, okay. I, I was just going to say there's no bad powers, but Emma's was definitely bad for a little bit. Yeah. But. Hey, we only come up there, though. Okay, moving on with this scene. Um, Andre, while Marie is taking care of Maverick, Andre goes ahead to confront Kate. And we have kind of this standoff where, like, Andre's in love with this girl, but she's clearly batshit crazy at this point in time. She reaches out the hand. He's like, sorry, yeah. girly pop. I ain't touching that hand. And then she's just like, oh, okay, that's whatever. Because out of the peripheral, she sees Sam come and tackle. So if you guys want to comment on the Kate and Andre standoff or the Sam fight, have at it. That's tough. That Kate and Andre scene was always going to happen once like the wheels got in motion. Like that mm-hmm. felt like we were going to get there with Kate, like the whole physical touch thing being like that emotional moment but it was still like fuck watching that like her hand be out and him mm-hmm. like not touch it and was like hesitation yeah <laughs> her like, reaction I, I get it her reaction was phenomenal and she's like okay she's just like all right yeah. fine I knew this was gonna happen and sam coming in i would be shitting myself if i was andre tries he's saying hey i loved your brother all this other stuff um, not happening because Kate, you know, took out all that emotion. He honestly don't know. It probably would have worked a little bit or at least had conversations with Sam. But, you know, Kate has him on ultimate mode right now. Wish this fight kind of went out a little bit longer. And I thought Sam was literally just going to take the taser and be mm-hmm. fine. And that was just going to show that he was just tortured this whole time. So a little bummed out that, you know, he got knocked out by it. Um, but also didn't wasn't andre if like sam is holding you and you're tasing him aren't you also tasing yourself 
and he assuming himself out. That's why he like fell down. Okay. He was but, like like the way he was, I guess, convulsing felt like yeah. he was mm. like had been shocked, essentially. I'm trying but, to think, remember, like does Homelander ever get hit with electricity like this? I'm just kind of like trying to power may- scale Sam a little bit, but Yeah. This is what I'm saying. I was a little upset. Hmm. I don't know if we've ever seen Homelander get like tased. I imagine I guess, this thing like, would do absolutely like, nothing to him. It feels like such a base level of physiology, no matter how like physically strong you are, of like electric currents like hitting your cells. I'm trying to think of Stormfront. Like, just yeah, true, true. And everything that they did with like that electricity, but I don't think we ever got like yeah, I just can't remember off the top of my head. They, they had she some kinky like sex. I don't know. They had some pretty kinky sex, I imagine. And I I'm was sure, going to say, yeah. she zaps him with lightning when they're hooking up. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, so not going to Yeah, I'm not going to exclude that possibility. But my comment here will be that it's just like, it's upsetting to see that Kate and Andre are having a conversation about how they're just really not that good together. And then we kind of flash to jordan and marie who are like oh you see like we're so we're so good together after they just like <laughs> murdered like 20 Dude, soups <laughs> best fucking scene are you kidding me i mean oh i lied i said best scene earlier was the fight against maverick this is when she pulls up all of the blood from all the dead bodies oh, yeah. because uh the one person dashing towards the helicopter just makes a bunch of blood daggers chucks them bork going fucking christ i'm putting that in my next movie i (laughs) unbelievable scene loved it i thought it was so good um and kind of the realization that marie killed her student that she was like fighting with and jordan also killed theirs by just choking him out so i don't know wild i thought i thought that scene it was going to go completely different than it did in about five minutes they're killers five minutes honestly it's two seconds was this the first time she had like hardened the blood? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. She uses like a whip. I know she uses like... it like a whip, but like we've never seen it like icicles. Like the first episode, ever... first episode when she's training in the gym, she kind of like hits that stuff. And it, it looks like shards, but then it like does like fall shards, and though. get liquid. Yeah, I just uh, I feel like this I'm maybe I'm just much... trying to I'm just trying to give her like a little bit more props, I guess, and the fact that oh, I just she... don't think we hadn't seen her like at least to this level of like hardening the blood and sending it out all at once like that was just dope as shit it was just wheel of time baby i mean yeah, she killed her parents swan sanche right there yeah yeah or that jjk a little convergence oh yeah true <laughs> piercing blood action in this scene and the maverick fight she is definitely leveling up her powers honing her skills this is a both increasing her power level in both of these scenes um let's get to it man I mean, yeah, so Marie's about to just start getting sappy with Jordan, just like, see, we're so great together, and out of her peripheral, she sees Kate just making the move to touch Jordan, and you do not touch Jordan anymore, and she just blasts the shit out of Kate's arm. (laughs) I loved it, because at this point in time, I was so over what Kate was doing, and just hearing her scream, I was like, you know what? You deserve it. You do. (laughs) No, it was super rewarding as awful as that sounds <laughs> but yeah but yeah i you know got some joy out of it i was like ah, J- kate take one for how's it feel on the other I side mean, of telling all these people to eat their hands yeah. there's some dangerous hands there's dangerous hands and now there's and, one less of them in the world yep do you I, think she can uh still i forget what's it called brian what's the fucking compel com- oh compulsion that's what it was um do you think she can still compel people with like other parts of her body or does it have to be your hands 
seem she like, like probably skin very contact, specific I would, I would point about the hands but i guess you know it's deliberate they have like been she, specifically saying hands like she's constantly wearing gloves like it's not like she's wearing like sweaters and everything with your face that's true you know, that's like, also true but this was yeah absolutely yeah. right like well, this was definitely justice into- that comes into play with Luke Golden Boy in the beginning of the series. If she had her gloves on and they were like kissing or something like that, could she compel him that way? No, because yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. But then would she have to talk while kissing though? Like I, you know, like <laughs> yeah, now point. we're just yeah, we're we're, we're diving <laughs> in. True. A too, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But it no, doesn't this, matter. She still has another hand. But this was just crazy. I don't know really what I was expecting, but this was definitely a W for us. Like, I agree with everything you guys were saying. Like, this, she is, again, kind of understand where she's coming from. But the fact that now she wants to control her friends is that's kind of where we draw the line a little bit. And I think Marie was totally in the right to just defend Jordan by just blowing her hand up. Like, what What else? I mean, I guess realistically, if she had more control of her power, she could have just been uh, like, oh, freeze, I don't- not blow up. But I don't think that was intentional. I think. She, oh, no, no, it definitely that, was. That not. was a knee jerk reaction. Oh, no, 100 percent. Moving in on boo. You, That's what I'm saying. If she, if she had more control of her power, I think she could have just froze her in place. Yeah. But the the last quick like the, the gears were turning for her. She was like, shit, I got to do something just like the, the Rufus Dick moment. It was just like I'm reacting to a scene and this is what happens. It feels like that was the um the last straw of any um reconciliation between yeah. the two of them maria yeah. i feel like obviously was trying 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 and maybe kate was you know maybe not necessarily trying to get murray to understand so much but trying to just like show that what they're doing is right and this happens and it's kind of like i didn't even have a not gonna be friends again <laughs> I, I didn't even have know. a i didn't even have a second to fucking let let it breathe that kate's arm just got blew up because not even five seconds later the fucking the man the myth the legend himself homelander shows up and i i my my mind was just like i can't i I just couldn't process what was all going on right now yeah what's even scarier than that is like you hear the sonic boom coming oh it's so cool it's so cool yeah and then you see him just floating down and yeah everybody's everybody tightens up their butt when he's around man and of course marie has only seen just you know the social media aspect of homelander in the sense that he she thinks that he is here to devolve the situation be a good person like everyone well, assumes homelander is going to be and she knows about the plane i will say i guess but i don't know how much like she actually knows like they just know that home homelander yeah. caused the plane crash i guess or something to- along those lines. agree with what you're saying she has no idea she maybe thinks a fraction of he that is a horrible way to form that sentence. <laughs> she probably, if she thinks he's evil, only knows a fraction of the full evil that he really is. It's, it in takes this, us back. Yeah. In this moment, Marie certainly believes that Homelander is there to help her and her side win this fight and calm down the situation at God You. But does anybody have the quote that Homelander says to her? What, what kind, kind of animal are you? Do you like attacking your own kind? Mm-hmm. And she's like, what, what, what? And all of a sudden he's like, stay back. <laughs> I was so. In comes the lasers. Because the big question we've always asked on the podcast, like, I guess with like Newman's ability, ever since we found out that she was the head popper was, you know, would she be able to pop Homelander's head? And I was really hoping that we would maybe get some answers here. Like I was hoping Marie would like kind of try and defend herself. Be like, all right, Homelander, like, 
freeze, like don't do anything. And but no, she didn't make an attempt. So I was just, I, w- I really just wanted to see how strong Marie's po- powers really were when faced against the best of the best. Well, an extension of that is going to be: Do you think that now Marie will actually take on that role later on? Because I feel like Newman's always been the one like potential Homelander counter. Mm. But Newman now, also is fairly bro soup, obviously. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like now with the inclusion or the addition of Marie to the story. Like just like maybe thinking about Marie, obviously, their the last scene with them is they're locked in a room with yeah. absolutely no doors and windows. But it feels like, yeah, maybe Marie now in the future slides into that role of hooks up with the boys, maybe all et cetera, et cetera. And she's kind of our like homelander beater. Mm-hmm. I, the, the boys are going to be such an interesting aspect into all of this because they're going to have to partner up with the side of Marie, Andre, those that are like, I guess, not fully pro soup, but now they're again finding themselves working with more soups at the same time to try and like wipe out. And then we have the addition of the virus, which I'm sure if Butcher were to ever get his hands on would have no oh. repercussion of just unleashing that upon the world. So I think I'm, he did get I just, his hands on it. Yeah, I mean, all of this to say that like season four is just going to be a wild ride. Like all the just the the different parties that are now forming here. Like we have Vought, we have subcultures within the soup, you know, regime, and then we have the boys. Like there's just all these different parties that I don't know what's going to happen to be honest. Just to make <laughs> sure we cover everything, we get a Cameron Coleman news update, and the Ooh. official Vought story is that the pals Emma, Andre, Marie, and Jordan, Jordan. Yeah. are being painted as the terrorists responsible for the attacks at God U, and our new guardians of Godolkin are officially Sam and Kate. Wow. So Never. Vaught has successfully spun the story, and Homelander is looking on to that news coverage with a Homelander-esque smile. We get the scene where the four of them are waking up in a laboratory, assumedly basement of Vaught Tower, whatever you want to say. We've seen these labs before. That's going to be a loose end for next season of The Boys. Um, And then we have this just fucking incredible, diabolical post credit scene with Billy Butcher. And I mean, these people are just pulling all the right levers and like it's low hanging fruit. But I was so excited that they gave us a a quick throwaway scene with Butcher and he even gave us a what a bunch of cunts. Oh, Uh, I just love it so much. And I'm very excited (laughs) for season four of the boys. You could yeah. tell what, who that was just from the silhouette, and when he first comes up, those the boots, those boots, and yeah. the trench coat, oh, just so great. Those boots um, are made for walking, baby. We talked about last episode, like maybe we're gonna get the boys like busting through the wall, like mid mission. This, but this is also very linear. Like it makes a lot of sense to what they would do earlier. There's an event that happened. Butcher goes in right after to investigate and see if he can find any clues. So this is basically we could pick up literally. Like right from here, Butcher's like, hey guys, just uh, went out and checked out this place called The Woods. Let's go find out more about it. And that could just be some of the main plot. Well, I want to ask you guys, do we think this is confirmation that Butcher was the one on the other end of that phone call with oh. Mallory? No, Saying I don't think it was Mallory. I think it was, no. I thought you were going to say Jeff. I thought you were going to no. say this kind of confirmed. No, no, I, I agree with B-Tums. Mallory met with Shetty in like oh, yeah, a yeah, yeah. Yeah, alleyway, alleyway or something, and then she was like, "Did you hear all that? Keep a close yeah. eye on Shetty." Mm-hmm. 
which would make sense why he was in the aftermath. He would be right there in the know about the woods and said, what a bunch of cunts, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. I, that's what I'm saying. That's why I think he has the virus because they didn't like clean out Andy's body. Yeah, yeah. I'm with saw. you on that. He's going to he's going to pick up the body. I'm totally with you on that. He's going to pick yeah, on the yeah. body. Anybody could make a virus out of that body. It's our boy Frenchie. Uh, hey, but hey, I hey. do I do want to say when we last left the boys in season three, I think the last quote of that season finale was this bitch has to go in reference to mm. Newman. So at the end of season three, the boys are on a collision course with Victoria Newman. So one way or another, the boys are going to clash with this virus storyline. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I mean, I, that's got to be like their that's like the holy grail for them. And I think we did get confirmation that Paul, I mean, I'm you might have probably heard this too, but it's not going to pick up immediately. It's going to be four days after whatever happened here at the end of Gen V four days after will be the start of season four, like officially, officially fairly immediate. Oh, it's immediate. It's definitely immediate. And I guess now the big thing we can talk about is what the fuck is going on in the room. Like my takeaway was that Marie was the only one reacting how I would expect everyone to react. She was like freaking out and everyone else was just like, Oh, like glad you're awake. Like come party with us. It was, it felt really weird that they weren't all panicking as well. And that Marie was the only one like freaking out. It seems like they had already been awake for a while, probably got a lay of the situation and had already gone through those emotions. Uh, Like Emma's like laying there with like a smoothie, like so casual. I feel like it's been days for them. It, I mean, I guess, yeah, that would be the other thing I, I guess I would need yeah. to know is how many days because they I was just so shocked at how nonchalant all of them were. Did she yeah. have a smoothie? I didn't catch that. Like a drink. She was holding something. Yeah. yeah. Like so, a drink. I mean, did it seem like they were prisoners to you guys? Or like, that's what I'm trying to say. I mean, they I are prisoners. If you're in a room yeah, yeah, with no, no windows and no that. doors. Yeah. But, that, but the term you're bringing, I think you're right. Like, you're kind of going to where my head is at, B. Toms, is that like they were all chilling, like very nonchalantly. Emma had a smoothie. Yeah. Like, they're beating, they're being held like prisoners, but maybe not being treated like prisoners necessarily, you know? Okay. But I, I have no idea what to think. I, I wonder if this is like the original Woods. Maybe this is under Vaught. This is the woods 2.0. I'm not entirely sure. That's kind of the just forest. Where... Yeah, it's the forest. That's kind of where my head was at. Is that maybe this is just a I new guess, woods? I mean, it feels like a way to interpret that is: Are they going to be kind of largely sidelined for season four of the boys? I think that's what I, that was going to be my question too. Is that do we think this like group like if it picks up four days after like is this are they going to be kind of trapped here the whole time yeah. like I don't like because we know there's similar like, like we know there's the finale of the boys leads yeah. us into Gen V season two so like the finale of the boys is what kind of re- like brings us back storyline yeah, yeah and then like kind yeah. of like a big explosion happens that. that allows them to escape kind yeah. of thing yeah. I uh, 100% oh. think that it they're going to be like one of the boys like the boys would somehow like break them out because they know they're being held prisoner and then bam you got like a few people ready to help fight against Vought and Homelander I mean because I originally thought they were going to go jump right into the seven I had no idea that this curve curveball was coming where mm-hmm. they were actually going to be the prisoners um so yeah, I could definitely see Butcher being like, hey, I was at the school. All this stuff happened. There was these kids. Nobody knows where they went. Um, they were the ones that did the terrorist attack. Let's go bust them out. And then all of a sudden, they're helping with the squad. Um, and the last thing I'll say about this and when they say, like, to Marie, you took that like a champ. 
anybody else would be in the in the dirt by now. Just, I I mean, Marie is just took a huge blast from Homelander. How the fuck mm-hmm. is she not dead? Like, I don't know if he held back at all, but I think that is just insane clout to Newman, who has the same power. I think there was yeah. definitely a plan from Homelander because if he really wanted to, all these, all four of these people would totally be six feet under right now. Yeah. So I think there must have been a plan for him, like genuinely just capturing these people. We'll see though. Open the floor to you guys. If I'm not mistaken, we have four vacant seats in the seven. That's what I was going to bring. Going up. Yes. into yes, season yes, four yes. of the boys, and I mean it. It seems like they are earmarking Sam and Kate to take two yeah. of those seats in the seven. Homelander <laughs> seems to like what they're bringing to the table um sam's definitely don in that black noir outfit oh my in the god seven. that would, that would be, be nice fucking crazy i i mean it's just so funny how sam has just gone from being just tortured and just in the worst situation possible to now potentially being in just the seven like a couple days later of just being hunted for like an animal for days weeks straight I think, Kyle, that actually works out perfectly. And I know, like, Dave, you've been making the comparison to Sam and Black Noir, but I think earlier, didn't they reference, like, oh, Black Noir is on a secret mission. Like, that's why you're not seeing him right now. Like, they haven't announced to the public that he's dead. The only people that are gone are, you know, Starlight and um, Translucent. No. Yeah. Because then Stormfront and that whole thing. So, yeah. um, 100%. I don't know. Like, there's no way Sam could be a personality that can actually talk in front of cameras and what? do PR. Like he's he's got to be yeah. the Black Noir type. I was just thinking maybe they hit him with the the Weapon X from like X Men treatment, Ryan Reynolds, where they just like kind of sew his mouth shut and they're just like, all right, do our bidding as Black Noir. I mean, if if Kate's like, directive oh yeah, just it's touch, still sticking. never speak. Yeah, I mean, like I feel like it would be very easy to compel him to not have like emotions or anything like that and just be like a robotic super soldier type of deal oh my god i'm my so into big this thing about like beyond the seven like talking about vault is like clearly the messaging that's coming out of this is not coming from ashley and i feel like we've always known ashley is a little bit of a paper tiger in the sense that like stan edgar obviously was controlling homelander much more than ashley could ever control homelander but it's just interesting to think about the behind the scenes of that of like obviously ashley knows that kate and sam were like trying to kill her but then the spin from the company that she's nominally the CEO of is that they are the heroes and the people that were trying to save her are the terrorists. So that's just interesting to think about the the BTS of all. I think Ashley is getting very comfortable in her role of just pushing Homelander's yeah. agenda so long as she herself is safe and yeah. is cashed in checks from bought. Yeah, that works for sure. I, my, my last parting comment is... That I thought the last like ten minutes of the episode saved Marie's season for sure. I thought that mm. she was like way underutilized as what was sold to us as like the main character. Mm. I feel like the beginning of the season was good. Her backstory was tragic, and like the threat of her of her sister is certainly interesting. But I feel like Jordan, much more compelling story and character to me. Even Andre, Kate much more compelling character and backstory to me sam much more compelling character so i just thought it was interesting that honestly leading up to that the ending where like her powers are on full display and she talks to kate about how like you know i just tried to be a hero i just want to be a good person that kind of stuff i thought was all interesting stuff tanking the lasers from homelander because up until that point i was like main character wise like this isn't she's not popping off the screen to me although i do like her power and everything i understand yeah those feelings 
And I mean, Kate is literally compelling. And while she may not yeah, be popping fair. off the screen, she was popping people's arms off of their arm holders. Shoulders <laughs> is what they call them. Arm holders. Shoulders are the things that hold your arms. Kind of, if you think about it like that. Um, I don't know. Uh, this was a really good season finale. I think biggest gripe was that it was very short, but there wasn't any wasted screen time, in my opinion. And I think it just bookended... A very strong inaugural season of Gen V. Um, I I didn't think this was wasted comment or a uh, not necessary spinoff. There was a lot of implications for the boys, and I've been saying it all season, but it maintains the quality that was established in the first three season of seasons of the boys. So I think overall, it's just very promising for the future of this franchise. I'm I am I am beaming because I just love the boys, and this was great. We are the kids of America. Whoa. <laughs> Reminds me of Jimmy Neutron. We'll be interested yeah. to see how many seasons it goes. <laughs> yeah. You know, like how many seasons will a completely separate show be versus like there... how, how intertwined they are already almost within like the actual boys storylines. Is yeah. there even like a confirmation of season two? I think it got a green light already. Season, no, yeah. Season two got renewed. Yeah, we're okay. good to go on that. I was going to say yeah. this could have been just like a one-off season, just to yeah. That's what I thought it was up, going like to be. Yeah, I can't. I can't envision this being like a three to like five season show. It feels like maybe like one or two, and then they're kind of incorporated. Although I guess theoretically, like the idea of the superhero college is an infinite goldmine of content, but. Yeah. Well, I, someone also even brought up that they could leave this plot of the four of them in the lab on the back burner and then just revisit it at the end of season yeah. four of the boys or something. And that would kickstart the next season of Gen V. Who knows? Easily. Cool, cool. We got anything else? All good. For awesome. Me. I yeah. love it. That is going to be a wrap on our season one coverage of Amazon Prime's Gen V. We all really enjoyed it. Um, you better believe we're going to be covering season four of the boys. And like we said, season two already green lit for Gen V. So we're going to be covering that too. probably about two or three years away from that. So look forward to it. Don't hold your breath, though. Um, as always, if you like what you heard, give Benchtown TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Visit us on BenchtownTV.com and subscribe to our show on Spotify, YouTube, the Apple Podcast app, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Once again, we are Benchtown TV. And thanks for listening. Woo! You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 